back to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final 30 minutes or so of Tom and Bach. We're at Chick-fil-A at 48th and 0. Here till 2 o'clock, but you can stop by either Chick-fil-A location, this one at 48th and 0 or the one at South Point. Use your Chick-fil-A app to order, scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free tailgate meal uh, for 15 people. Uh, chicken nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade. And the winner drawn, contacted uh, tomorrow. Uh, time to welcome in BC of Husker 24-7. Or, uh, how you doing, BC? I'm is good. How are you guys? Maybe not. Uh, oh, there he is. I was worried sick. Uh, <laughs> we're at Chick-fil-A, one of your favorite places in the world. So uh, we thought maybe you'd come by and see us on the final tailgate of Tuesday. Um. No? I won't be Not there today. Happen. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, I do, I do like uh, next year. There's always next year. <laughs> um, you wrote about it, and we've been wondering about you know the potential of some guys staying or some guys leaving. Uh, a lot of these guys, including Adrian Austin Allen, have big decisions, uh, and maybe name, image, and likeness plays a part in that. Uh, but you talked to Austin; uh, his decision is coming, and you say it's not so simple for him. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, it, yesterday when he was up there, it, it, he's somebody who's torn, and there's a couple reasons. I mean, one is the NIL piece does add a, a layer to it that didn't used to be there where a guy who, you know, maybe let's say you're like a fifth, sixth, seventh round draft pick, um, you might want to go for that. But you also, um, maybe if you think you can boost your stock a little bit and you stay in school one more year, um, you can get paid a pretty good uh, chunk of change uh, playing college ball now with the right NIL deals in place. And so a guy like Austin, uh, a guy like Adrian, um, some of those other guys on defense, you know, that that's part of it that you at least have to consider. I'm not saying that's going to sway him, uh, but he, he mentioned that's something that, that could be at play. The other part for Austin Allen in particular, I'd say this, and not that it wouldn't apply to others, but I know this with Austin, an Aurora guy, grew up in this state, um, you know, it just grates at him. I think that he's been on this team where he feels like they're building it, building it, and yet the record is what it is. And it's like any project any of us would want to take on. Like if we're if we're in the middle of it, you, you kind of want to see it through to its completion if you think you can do it right. And so that's the thing a guy like him is, you know, it's part of the discussion at least is if I really believe this program is going to turn it next year, um, do I want to jump off right now when I've I've worked for five years to get it here? Um, but five years in college is a long time, um, and it's a long time of playing college football, and you only get so many miles on your body. Uh, you know, there's almost only so much tread on those tires, I should say, to uh, to play this game. And so, some guys who have played for five years in college, I think they get to that point where it's like, all right, it's time to just see if I can make it or not at the next level. Well, it's kind of interesting with Austin specifically. I mean, we've seen a few games where he's kind of, you know, you know, broken out and been that big time player. And I kind of expect him to be maybe the focal point of the offense this week. You know, Frost said it kind of depends on how teams uh, guard against you. And Wisconsin kind of uh, led them led them the way of, of leaving tight ends free. I don't know if Iowa does that themselves, but when you think about Logan Smothers, you know, kind of a beat up running back room, uh, is this a week where you think they rely on the tight ends more than anything? Well, certainly for a young quarterback, if I'm looking for targets, I'm looking at my 
six eight, six nine, you know, tight ends as as good security blankets where maybe there's some easy throws there. Um, so Logan's going to have to make a few pitching catches. Uh, guys like Austin, I think Toure is going to be big as he has been. Um, I do think Nebraska is going to have to run the ball, and I know they're beat up in the running back room, but we did see some guys who who are healthy who could get some stuff done, and I, you know, it's it's got to be your combination of. Uh, step and maybe Marvin Scott is trying to make his case for 22 and it sounds like Yant is going to be back in the equation this week after a coach's decision not to play him last week um, from some internal stuff and so I do think Nebraska's run game has to be on point Uh, it hasn't always been there but you know Logan's a a very good runner and uh, that's one of his biggest weapons probably at this point in his career so I do think you have to utilize that as much as you can. How much of an audition do you think this is for Logan Smothers, knowing that Nebraska may, with a new offensive coordinator, go out and get a different quarterback? Maybe that coordinator brings a quarterback with him. But certainly whoever it is is going to look at the game film of Logan Smothers on Friday and say, maybe we already have the right guy. That's possible, right? Well, sure. I mean, if if he goes out plays really well um, against Iowa, which is a good defense and is been a problem for a lot of quarterbacks I mean that's that's a pretty strong statement so I'll be honest with Logan I don't think I was alone in this in the spring I I saw bits and pieces of him and would hear stuff and I was not real optimistic about how that was going to go like I I sort of thought he was treading water and I kind of thought Harburg might even because of his high ceiling uh, surpass him pretty quickly and uh, to Logan's credit, in August, uh, you know, I think he kind of, you know, he was making a jump late in spring, and then he had a good fall camp. And when the, he has popped into games, um, he's played well. Now it's been, you know, what some of us would call garbage time in most situations, but nonetheless, the offense has moved it with him. And I have watched, and you guys have too, Nebraska offenses where it's not like they've had a lot of blowout wins in recent years, but when they have, I've seen games where like even Noah Vedrill or somebody came in as the backup and the offense kind of went in the tank a little bit. Um, and I can remember some games like that. So the fact that they have moved it with Smothers uh, when in those games is nice. The Michigan State thing gives you some encouragement that he popped in there in a real game and, you know, they moved it you know, halfway down the field, then his own line had two false starts and it kind of derailed it. But the bits and pieces have been good. Now it's, uh, you know, can he go a full game without making just multiple big mistakes, which is a lot to ask because Iowa, you know, they've taken the ball away 25 times. They're sort of the king about getting turnovers and, and capitalizing off those things. So it's kind of the about as high on the difficulty meter as it could be as far as going up against an opportunistic defense so that's going to be the biggest thing can he be really smart with the football and know that he's got a decent defense on his side that is part of this game too and know that if you can't get it on one play there's always another play don't force it and and it's interesting too just to kind of see what the what the approach is going to be you mentioned Harburg do you think that he gets a a few snaps this weekend or, or do you think that it could be more than that you know a couple years ago they had McCaffrey and Noah Vedrill kind of uh, both getting a lot of action at quarterback. Do you think you could see something like this, or do you think Logan's far enough ahead that he's going to get a, a pretty big leash before they put Harburg in? I think I think it's possible there could be a Harburg change-up in there. 
Um, but I don't know how far they're going to go with that. I think I think Heinrich still has a little bit of a ways to travel, and I think this game's going to come down to what Logan does at that spot. Um, and maybe I'll be surprised, but I, I really think it's going to be on Smothers' shoulders mostly. That doesn't mean we couldn't see Harburg, uh, you know, appear for a play or two where they have something special planned. Or, you know, I think they've. You're a three and eight football team. Um, the one advantage of being three and eight, I guess, if there is one, is that you do throw a little bit of caution in the wind with some stuff, and you can get pretty creative and kind of do some things that are, you know, outside the box maybe within, uh, you know, you don't want to hurt your football team. But I, I, so there might be something clever they have planned, but this is going to come down to Logan, I really think, because um, he has given himself some separation, I believe, between him and Harburg, at least for right now. I think Harburg is going to be a guy to watch by next spring, but we might be uh, – it's not It's not this Friday, I don't think. He's BC, Husker 24-7, joins us every Tuesday. Of course, we know this is a, a big year coming up in 2022 for Scott Frost, and if he believes that, he might also think the best way that I can win six, seven, eight games – is with number two. I need to convince this guy to come back. He says he wants him back. How hard do you think they'll they'll try, Nebraska, to bring him back? I think they're definitely, yeah, I definitely think he wants him back, and I think that's genuine. Um, I guess here's where I come down on it. I know what, I get totally why some people are like, this just hasn't worked in the wind column. They love Adrian's heart and the, everything about him wanting to fight, but the wins haven't come it's time to just see what frost can do with another quarterback i totally understand that but i think the one thing that has probably been the biggest detriment to nebraska is they haven't had enough options at qb and it's tough to find good options at quarterback like guys who can actually win at this level like if you went across college football and you said, okay, who's the starter, then who's the backup? A lot of teams don't have the necessarily the answer at backup. It's not just at Nebraska. That's a very common occurrence. So if I'm Scott Frost and that staff in a make-or-break year, I don't know. I would almost want to take it on with at least Adrian in my room, and I would want him to be seriously challenged by somebody that comes in from the portal, in addition to Smothers, Harburg, Torres, everybody that you've got. And you say to Adrian, if it if that happens, like you know the stakes th- this season, everybody does. You're going to have to work at it. We're going to try to find somebody who can beat you out, and you got to show that it's yours and and can win some of these games. Otherwise, we're going to have to go a different direction. But I'm all about options. I think people are always quick to kick people to the curb, and then you know they bring in a transfer guy. Maybe he gets hurt in the second game, and you're you know you're down on your QBs again and, and numbers and you're kind of wishing you had Adrian around still. So, I, I mean, I, I think as many guys as you can stack up in that competition and then make it as fair as possible, that's what I'm in favor of at this point. Kind of interesting. There was a lack of an atmosphere, at least a lack of, 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 of full, full seats uh, at Camp Randall this past weekend. And you have to think part of that is, you know, that Nebraska's not bringing the, the, their biggest traveling group. But anyway, the, 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 this week it is in Memorial Stadium, um, but – you just haven't felt the energy that you have for that Wisconsin game or for this Iowa game. What do you expect the atmosphere to be like on Friday? Yeah, I mean, I think there'll be some empty seats. There there have tended to be 
honestly, in the last few years, late in the year at all these Husker home games, if you actually, which we have done, if you can request the actual how many people went through the, the gates numbers, and, you know, that it drops by like ten to 15,000 people sometimes when you get to those November games. And I, some of it is Nebraska's had a losing product. That's definitely part of it. Um, another part is it's, it's usually colder. We're going to have pretty good weather Friday, which is nice, but you know, some of these games have been in in bad conditions and people are like, I'm going to watch this on my TV with my family, you know, and there's a bathroom right next door to me. Um, that that's appealing. So I think you're right that it, it's not going to be, um, you know, the most intense atmosphere, but I, I do think those people who come to the game, as it goes on, if Nebraska gives them a reason in that first quarter or second quarter to really get into it, I think it'll I think it'll be an energetic crowd once that game gets going because I I think there's a this fan base, for as annoyed as they are with how this season has gone, they understand if this thing is gonna turn, you gotta start taking steps like this Friday. You gotta start erasing certain negative narratives. And one of them is you have a six game losing streak to Iowa who is more than happy to throw that in your face and will be again if they beat you again. People can kind of make fun of the trophy games as they will, but you guys know what the reaction is when you see uh, a rival team run across your field as the fan base is chanting in your stadium and they put a trophy in the air. That's, that's not fun. Uh, so I, I, think, I think fans who have been there for those games remember that, and, and they're going to they're gonna have some passion about making this a different story on Friday. He's BC, Husker 24-7. You mentioned it's a trophy game, uh, and it's the second one in a row, Wisconsin, last week. Uh, and it would be cool if Nebraska could hold the trophy. But beyond that, uh, a lot of people are saying, hey, this, this season doesn't matter. I mean, you got to four wins instead of three. Uh, big deal. Uh, how do you make a case to say that this means more than that? This means momentum for the program, that this, this is more than just uh, accepting the trophy at the end of the game? Yeah, I, I get the three to four thing from people, but you're also talking about a team. We've all watched this season play out. It's one of the most oddball seasons you've ever seen. I mean, Nebraska uh, is one in what are they? One in seven in conference, and they have scored more points <laughs> than uh, their opponent when you add it all up because of the Northwestern game. But that's still amazing that they're they've lost that closely in all those other games that they've actually scored more points despite a one and seven record. So this team has been there every week and just finds a way to fall short. I think they need it for that, that breakthrough and for their headspace to leave this season with, we got one on our wall there. You know, we can, we can put this on the wall and be proud of it. Um, as opposed to the season ending with you were close every game, but you lost all of them. Who cares? So that's what this is. I think for those guys over there, they they've put in a lot of work. And I will say they have fought and haven't quit, and they need a reward. And uh, they need something that, you know, maybe it pushes some guys to stick around. I don't know. Uh, Maybe there's some guys, you know, even in that running back room who were considering heading out, and now they got a chance to shine in a game like this. Maybe they have someone has a big day, and that changes their mind. There's all sorts of little individual storylines attached to this game where guys, you know, games like this do end up, kind of affecting moods and affecting the way guys look at where a program is because it's the last it's the last note and the last note always matters 
All right, real quick before we, we uh, let you go, let's get your thoughts on basketball. Uh, the, the team has won a few games against lesser opponents, another chance again against Tennessee Tech. How do you see the experiment specifically with Alonzo Verge kind of coming along? Yeah, I, I'll be honest right off the bat. I, I didn't see any of the Friday or Sunday because I was coming back from Wisconsin, so I didn't see exactly how they play, just the scores and stuff. But um, I do think on Alonzo, I know that he – there was frustration, sort of. He was dribbling the air out of the ball in those first few games, and it just – it was a struggle. And you could tell Fred Hoiberg was kind of struggling because he's had these talks with Alonzo, and it hadn't quite translated in games. But I understand with a talent like Verge, Nebraska needs him to figure that spot out. I really believe that. Like, especially with McGowan's down, I think Verge has to be a guy who um, really – Every game does something a little better at that spot, and by Big Ten play is kind of a force and you can rely on it. Whether he can or not is another question, but I do think there is some level of Nebraska's success in this season tied up to him kind of figuring that out. So people can be kind of annoyed with what they've seen, but it was good that from what I heard, uh, things looked a little bit better from his end, and he knows what he's got to do. And these are games where you've got to get some confidence and then you got to show you can do it against better competition. So hopefully tonight yeah. is a breeze for him and he plays well and you build up some belief and, and then you got to show that you can do it when, when you're actually playing against like a Creighton or some of these, you know, Auburn, some of these teams you're going to yeah. see here in, uh, to finish the non-con. I guess the, the optimistic part of me has at least seen glimpses of what this team could be in the future. They can shoot. They can make free throws. They can finish at the rim, it seems like, at a higher level, even though that's some, sometimes a challenge. Can you see the future at least a little clearer now or not? It's not real clear to me yet, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not ready to throw in the towel and say they can't have a decent season yet. And the no. thing that killed them was that Western Illinois game. Like, if, if they had managed to get out of that with a win, even if it was a two-point win, They'd be 4-1 right now, and the outlook would be so different, if, 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 I know. But I sort of I sort of look at it that way, like, you know, let's not throw the whole season away because, you know, they, they couldn't figure out a way to close that first game. The Creighton loss hurt, yes, but Creighton, you know, they're a decent program, and, they're, they get, they, uh, and Nebraska played the second half without Trey McGowan's, too, you know, in a, kind of a tough spot. So I, I think they, if some – guys figure out their roles they can be a team that i'm not saying they're going to be in the postseason but i think they can be a headache to teams in the big 10 and definitely improve their win count you know maybe double it from what it's been and that would be an important step for this program you know to to start getting closer to 500 and uh you know build from that um but i'm not done with them yet No, no 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 way what about the Vikings? Uh, you can't be done with them. They're coming off a, a 34-31 win over the Packers. The future has never been brighter for the Minnesota Vikings, right? Our Vikings are good. Yeah, I guess. Uh, they pulled me. They have <laughs> kind of pulled me back in, which is not good yeah, for me. That's I, not I was good better for me when they, I was distant from themselves. I see Mike Zimmer's dating a woman half his age right now. I mean, <laughs> there's all sorts of interesting stuff that's happening yeah. with the Vikings. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they they could be a solid seven seed um, in the NFC playoffs and uh, have yeah. their season end in the first round. That seems yeah. where it might be headed. 
You, Mike Schaefer, myself, we're all Vikings fans, and I, I tell Mike this all the time. Hope is not a good thing with the Vikings. I think the negativity has actually led to some more success, but we'll see. That was a big win uh, on Sunday over the Packers. Thanks for the time, BC. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Sounds good, guys. There you go. Uh, Brian Christofferson, Husker 24-7, with some great takes on Husker football, a little Husker basketball, some Viking takes, uh, Vikings takes as well. I know a little more about Mike Zimmer's dating That's right. life now. That's right. Didn't Bill Belichick go through that phase as well? I think he had yeah, something where you like date that. Some, yeah. he, he's like 60, and she's, I don't know, maybe yeah. she's 21. I, I mean, <laughs> they're all, no, they're all of age. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that. I'm just, uh, I'm just wondering. Uh, you're going through a midlife crisis, and you're a famous coach. Or maybe it's not a midlife crisis. I'm talking myself into a corner here, Bach. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we need to get to break and talk. Uh, well, I don't think the guys are going to be here for the pregame. So yeah. we'll do our own uh, pregame leading up to happy hour, Rico and Nick. Uh, but we will close out things. The final tailgate Tuesday of the year at 48th and O at Chick-fil-A, uh, where you can drop by, use your Chick-fil-A app to order a scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free tailgate meal for 15 people with the nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade, and they'll draw a winner and call you and contact you if you are the winner. Uh, let's finish out the show with Tom and Bach coming up next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.